Davies in the middle. Checks back against Carter and scores. That is atypical for the Amina Margot. Bar quickly gets it back again. Oh, but what a goal! Well, that sums up her season. Hello everyone, we are back for the new season, earlier than expected, but already we have had two games and it has been a bit of a roller coaster. For those wondering, Champions League has been up and run, running. Just to quickly share a quote, you guys have been brilliant for us all two seasons since I've been here. Now, more than ever, the players need that support. Jonas Eideveld, after the game against Paris. I am joined by Lottie. How are you? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm on technical issues again. So, for the YouTube YouTube watchers, um, do apologise. Don't get to look at my ugly mug. But I'm, you can still hear my dulcet tones. Um, yeah, no, I'm good. I've had a good, good sort of 17, day, 17 18 days recharge. Uh, it was very much needed from our point of view, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, and they're ready, ready to get in my teeth into this Champions League qualifiers that we've just had over the last few, well, few days. And also joining us, as always, is the great man who's got himself plastered outside the Emirates already <laughs> for the game against Liverpool. <laughs> he's here, he's there, he's everywhere. Yeah. Adam, how are you? That's that's not going to go away anytime soon, is it? That's um, no, no. I'm thrilled. Um, it's been an amazing weekend and a very successful one because we have now officially qualified for the group stage of the Conti Cup. Um, so looking forward to what that will bring. Um, but of course, yes, it was a disaster, wasn't it? It was a disastrous weekend. Um, we all had dreams of aspirations. Um, I think back to last season, the the, the sellout of Wolfsburg, the win against Lyon, the comeback against Bayern. So many great memories, and I thought, yeah, with the new signs coming in and so forth, this would have been uh, another round of, of those memories. And we won't have that now. We won't have that. It's we've gone from you know Bayern to, to Brighton, you know, we've gone from uh, from you know the greats of uh, of Wolfsburg to um, potentially playing Lewis on on midweek nights. So it's it's a bit of a it is undoubtedly come down, um, and I'm sure we'll we'll pick apart maybe how that happened. We should start then with the original game on Wednesday. Now, this was a bit of a touch and go one, I think, for everyone because it was a four o'clock kickoff, which also then got kicked off actually a little bit later due to a fire alarm going (laughs) off in the stadium. So someone decided, whoever it was, just decided, you know what, let's delay it for 15 more minutes just to (laughs) make sure... I, I honestly, when I was watching this game or expecting the game to be starting uh, on the on the Arsenal website, for whatever reason, it just was delayed and delayed and delayed. People were wondering why they couldn't get through or there was no access. It only came through if from the journalists on Twitter at the time that, by the way, it's been set 15 minutes back because someone pulled the fire alarm. Uh, so that was fun and games, wasn't it, for, the, for those of us that were watching it? Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, it was all nice and comfy. You had like the tablets set up. Uh, me and a group of mates were sitting there, tablets set up, pints on the table. And I'm thinking, what's going on? I opened up last on Twitter, uh, get my notification bell, and I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I just had to sort of wait about a little bit longer for the Arsenal to come back. Yeah. I, I was all for it because I was still at work. So the later the game, the better. <laughs> I had a better chance of getting back in time to watch some football. Um, it, yeah, it caught us all a bit off guard um, and a bit more to suspense of the situation. Um, turns out it was, you know, nothing bad came but it just kicked off a bit later. Um, but I think, yeah, we'll talk about the game. It sounded like maybe after the, uh, where the first half went, maybe some of those players um, hadn't returned from that fire drill. Um, I'm sure we're going to pick apart. 
So just go quickly through um, the start that starting eleven. We had Alessia Russo starting her first game alongside Amanda Olustert and Chloe Lacasse also playing. Was was that something everyone was expecting, or was that something that you didn't think was going to happen? I kind of felt like it was like we've got all these new toys. Let's play with them. Sort of, you know, when, you, when it's Christmas and you get all your new, you want to you want to play with your, your new race car and your your new train set as much as possible. And it was very exciting to see all our new signings, shiny, exciting. You know, Amanda Lestead and uh, Alessia Russo uh, and Chloe Lacasse. And right, let's see what the reaction. But I don't know. I, well, as we get to with the, after the Paris game, they haven't been with us that much, that long. Say the, the the connections that are needed aren't necessarily there. But um, I think we were excited. I think maybe may not have been the, not the best side to start with, but certainly it was the most exciting because we're finally getting to see our new, you know, uh, like especially with Lacasse and Russo, who are going to be key this season in attack. Um, with obviously with, with like some need and, and Meadmeister now, so yeah, intrigued, exciting, hopeful. You know, hopefully they'll get a goal, get off the mark nice and early. As we see with let's say players like Hertig, the longer you go about a goal, the, the harder it is. Um, so yeah, it was, and obviously the best thing is first Arsenal game back after the World Cup, which is always a bit exciting. No, I couldn't agree with Adam more there. Um, bit surprised we started all three at once. It's like, oh, who do mm. I who do I specifically keep my eye on? I think out <laughs> of the three in particular, Chloe Lacasse caught my eye through this first game. I mean, she was absolutely bloody brilliant. I mean, I do feel Beth is going to struggle to get back, but like once she's fully fit. But I also feel there's going to be a heavy rotation in there across what competitions we do have left. Um, I didn't watch um, Amanda Elisted or... My mind's gone black. Or Russo, that close. I've, seen, I've been yeah. watching Leslie all, all summer. I know <laughs> what to expect from Leslie. She, I mean, she got her first goal. I want to see more goals. I mean, she's had three already through these qualifiers. Three. And she had a save pen. Two. Oh, she said, okay, two. I miscounted. Sorry, my bad. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, sorry too. Brain's not functioning, people. I do apologise. Um, she's had two already, and if she's going to be scoring at least one every game, that's, I, I'm happy with that. I'm I very happy with that. Um, I mean, it wasn't everybody's day. Let's be honest through this game. I am going to pick on Frida. Um, just wasn't her day at all mm. in that first game. Um, but it's good to see she's up for getting back on the score sheet again this season. Talk more about probably Frida a bit later on because there yeah. were a few instances mm. in the Paris game. Um, but that first five minutes was very much just similar to how it's been last a bit similar to last season, where within the first 10 to 15 minutes we do quite well, and then all of a sudden, a handball given a penalty, and who? You expect, you expect Captain Kim Little back in the oh, starting squad? I've got um, I own something. I did an Adam. I did an Adam when I saw Kimmy, and I went, "Yep, yeah, that's going in, no problem." <laughs> yeah, I did an Adam. I did an Adam. Yeah, and he is currently laughing like a girl, and I'm like with his little giggle in the background right now. It's not Matt laughing at me; it's Adam. And I was like, "Yeah, no problem. It's going in." Mm. Boy, was um, I wrong? Yeah, I, I was this. I had this on. Well, I was listening to it on the radio because you get the audio on the Arsenal app. You get the audio version rather than the visual. Yeah. So I'm listening to it when I'm working, and I am hearing Kim Little step up, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking that he's thinking, yeah, because it's Kim Little. She, she yeah. rarely. And uh, the commentators are saying the same thing, and I'm hearing the big roar, and I'm half through going, oh, she's done it, and it's like, oh no, the yeah. roars from the Linkerping fans, and they're like, she's actually saved it. Yeah. I, I yeah. said last season when McCabe had those two misses, and I said that with a, a, a penalty, that I always feel with a, like a penalty like that, it tells a lot about where the team is at. And the fact that a player as reliable as Kim Little is missing a penalty. And it, look, when you watch it back, it's so casual. It's, There's it's, no it's like. It's a once in a blue moon thing, though, let's be honest. How <laughs> many how many penalties can you, you two honestly say you've seen Kim Little miss? Two. Exactly. Ooh, actually, I don't think I've seen Kim Little miss a penalty. Actually. No, you have. Like, Red, I have. Reading, Reading last season and, oh, right, yes. Birmingham, and Birmingham City at home during the COVID season, but she did score another one afterwards. But this is Arsenal have missed their last three penalties in normal time. McCabe obviously took the previous two. Kim took this one. Yeah, I don't I want think... to see McCabe on penalties again. Thank you. 
Well, she took a good one in the, in the shoot, I didn't see. But I yeah. felt that this this reflects whether I, as we'll get to the Paris game, but I'm going to set my stall here. I don't think the team are ready, simply. I don't think the team are ready for, for both these games. And I don't blame them for not being ready because of the time frame. And, oh, let's be and serious. Seeing... We haven't had any pre-season. <laughs> exactly. We've had a kickabout at London Colney and then we're off. So I'm seeing Kim Little take up and the fact that the penalty was very tame. It was a very easy save for the keeper. It was not the usual Kim Little conviction um, you know, because she that talked about how, exactly, especially in the Quantity Cup final. Um, she talked, she spoke about with penalties how she learned all these exercises to stay calm and you know, breathe and think, and she learned it during the Olympics, I think. And it, yeah, it, it just sort of set the tone of, a, of an Arsenal team that seemed a bit sort of, not, maybe a bit cold, but half asleep. And yeah, sadly, it, in that first half, it didn't really get a bit better after that. Yes. I just on that, I was. I think everyone was in the same mind. Everyone goes, "Oh, Kim's back on penalties. We'll get this one." Mm. I believe that this penalty run actually goes back all the way towards Brighton last season away. Now, which is um, we didn't have, we didn't have a penalty away at Brighton. No, Katie's Katie. That was Chelsea. No, Katie missed the one against Chelsea uh, against Brighton. No, she missed it against Chelsea in the second half. She didn't miss one away at Brighton. No, I remember she missed one away at Chelsea and one at home against Leicester. I remember it very well. (laughs) She didn't miss the she didn't miss one against Leicester away last season. Leicester at home last season. Leicester at home, right? Okay. Yeah. Marnham top binned it right in front of Lottie in in the second half. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That game is one I will never forget. Either way, there's a huge yeah, stretch that of game, about three That was games. also the game I had my little minion singing in my army in front of me. There's a, there a girls' football team and the parents want me to teach them new songs. So, yeah, mm. I remember that game very well. One of my favourite games of the season. I know it yeah. was only Leicester, but one of the best mm. games I've been to Meadow Park. Unfortunately, I don't really have much on that first half apart from that Kim Little penalty. Um, yeah, mainly there wasn't because that's, that's there wasn't much. There was honestly yeah. nothing much happened. There you really wasn't. Right. There um, really wasn't. Right, we like even sitting in the pub. I had the audio up full blast, and I still couldn't hear it. So no. there wasn't much going on. I'll be honest with no. you. Um, it's just, I'll be honest. I was waiting to be punished for a mistake. Mm. Yeah, but it didn't happen in this game. <laughs> so, do you wonder yeah. if that is kind of like a talent? Linkoping obviously are a great side, but considering the amount of internationals we've got in our squad, we were able to see it I, over the line. Honestly, I really do disagree with the way UEFA and the FAs have put out all these timings of the World Cup, returning Champions League football, start of the season. It's just not enough time. I mean, we've done the qualifiers and we're already in an international break again. The yeah. timing of this is, re- excuse my language, but really piss poor. And Linkoping are already in their season. They've already started. Yeah, They've already kicked off their season. Yeah, they're near the end of their season. They've essentially got two more months left until the yeah. end of their season. Um, it'll be the same as Hacken actually. Hacken, who will go on to that? Yeah, they're they're, next they're round. all in the same Swedish league, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So yes. yeah. But we'll go on to the <laughs> second half again. Nothing wasn't really going on until Katie McCabe puts in a cross and Lena Hersig of <laughs> coming off of a brilliant um <laughs> moral victory shall we say against the US yeah. and can I lovely Luca can, can we just agree how can we all agree that Lena Hertig has the coolest hairstyle out of all the girls in our team oh, I'm sorry agree, but yeah. it is absolutely bloody awesome and it's just but back to the football I mean, it's just great to see her confidence absolutely skyrocket for her to get that straight first in. It's her first Arsenal goal? No, she scored a few last season. But are we jumping... We're jumping ahead a bit here because Ford got us up and running much earlier in the second oh, half. Oh, have I have I put the wrong? Oh, yeah, she, did. The wrong way. <laughs> she did. No, no, no. I've got I've got the. Oh, Caitlin scored the third. No, Caitlin scored the first oh, no. in the fifty-third minute, and then yeah, yeah. so Kim Little. No, Caitlin Ford yes. got the header in do, first, do, and then oh, Lena yes, followed suit. I do apologise. But do you know I've what was really two, in- two instead of one? Yeah. Do you know what was really interesting about about that goal though? Yeah. But Caitlin Ford didn't celebrate. She did a fifth. Was, she yeah, did. A, she, she was like, "Yeah, I've done it. Okay, high five. It was a weird one because it felt yeah. like you know when you're watching Arsenal and they're overplaying in the box, 
And you just yeah. think, just someone just kick the ball in the net and you've got little dancing left and right. And it was, it was the, the head, I would say, was very nonchalant. It, it, was, a, it was very well worked. It was a very mm. clever cross back. Took the keeper out of the game and Ford was there, back post, nods it in. And for me, when that goal went in, it was relief. It was, thank goodness, we were, you know, we, we have the breakthrough because the last thing you wanted, obviously, Mr. Penn the first half. And I was thinking, right, OK, this is going to kickstart Arsenal. I think just after that, I think Russo had a header at the back post that just she skewed wide and she really should have scored. And then Jonas ran the changes. He brought, her, I think he brought her Tig and Blackstinius on then and took Russo and, and the, might have been the cast as well. Uh, it might have been, and after that, the, the game went a bit mental. And, and to be honest, Linkoping could have, maybe should have got a um, got a goal or two. There was quite a few opportunities. Um, you would, mentioned about Amanda earlier. We had Amanda and a lot of women with more in defence for both games. And you could tell they'd never played before in defence. Um, and that's that's not a criticism. That's just a matter of fact. That, that it's it's, just the fact first game. it's more of a case, as you said earlier, it's more of a case there's no relationship there. 100%. And there's zero communication. It was like, I wouldn't say it was bad as that, that uh, really late cup final against Chelsea with Jen Beater and Lotta. <laughs> Don't but go there. Don't it was go a there. close yeah. second <laughs> for me. And it's it's... I, I know we're at Adidas HQ at the moment, but we need a drastic improvement. Drastic yeah. there, there improvement was a moment before the season starts. A, a I mean, almost, we've got Liverpool at like the Emirates. Yes, yeah. we're at the Emirates, but they'll still pick us apart. There was a moment Amanda very nearly scored one of the most outrageous own goals I've ever seen when she nearly lost um, Manu uh, with a miscue clearance. Thankfully, she was alert to, to flick, it over, uh, flick it away. I think McCabe had a loose pass and she ended up getting a customary booking out of it with a foul. Um, just lots of, I mean, it was, it was, for the whole game, there was a lot of loose passing, a lot of silly turnovers. Um, just no, I mean, I've, I'm going to put a shameless plug in here and I'm going to, because it, it covered both games, but I did a piece for Sporting Herd talking about this and the, the feeling I got over both games. And again, um, it's not game. shameless at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I will say it's shameless nonetheless. Um, I said that basically it's just, there was no fluency. There was no cohesion. The passing was all over shop. I just think back to last season. We did so much better, but so much less. And I felt with the link pin game, we did clinch it. At the, yeah, with the end with the Hurtig goal, great that Hurtig scored. I think it was just after link had been probably their best chance of the game when one of their players danced through and Manu had to save at a near post. But our defences were at six to seven. So there was players sliding, players trying to block it. It's a carnage. Mm-hmm. pin should have equalised. I mean... Um, the 3-0 does not do this game justice. So we got the other end of counter. McCabe, I think, does very well wins a free kick. Great delivery in and a great glance kind of from Hurtig. And I'm so chuffed for Hurtig. She's off the mark. Nice and early this season. That's her. Th- if, you, if you're treating this as a Champions League, you know, it's qualifying. That's her third Champions League goal for Arsenal. Mm. She got two against Zurich last season. Um, really, really hope Hurtig has a strong season with us. We need her, especially with me, still coming back to full fitness. Although Lacasse has, I think, eased those fears slightly. I think there's a, there's something there with her. Yeah, no, but are we not expecting Beth, Beth back full time to at least Christmas? Let's be honest. I'd rather be safe no. than sorry. We've got the likes of Lacasse. You've got the likes of Anna Hurtig, Steena Blatstenius. Freya yeah. Marnham wants to be on that score sheet as well. as Kate and Ford, and you know you're going to get a few worldies out of Katie because it's Kate and Kate. Well, so I, think I don't think from... we're fearful in the goal department. Mm. It's that back line. And yes. I, it's I, the communication, I but we knew we were going to be back to square one with the relationships when we were bringing all these new players in. Yeah. We knew that, and it's the case. You give it a couple of months, and then we should be moving, but we shouldn't have to wait that long because we've had no preseason. So, no. But it's a case of treating the first few games, although we need the points, as preseason, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. If these are, the thing is, if these are preseason games, I yeah. wouldn't be worried. Because there's no stakes and it's like a good game of football, good run around, get the fitness in the legs. The problem is that these are probably the two most, two of the most important games of our entire season mm. at a time when we haven't even started our season. And it's just not fair. It's like asking people to do a 100-metre sprint without warming up first. And you no, just, agreed. You're just, you're just hoping that the individual talent you have is enough to get you over the line. And the problem is, is we actually got a tough group. We weren't playing a team from Hungary and a, and a team from... I don't know, Slovenia or something, who, no. you know, who, who the players are all part-timers, like when you see England playing the, you know, the qualifiers against like Latvia and rack up 20 goals. These are decent sides. Sweden's a decent league. Paris FC, which we're going to come to a bit, they came third. They were the best of the rest behind PSG and Lyon. They're no mugs. Mm. 
you know, they were a good team. Um, They've qualified let, for a reason. You d- when you go into these qualifiers, you don't you don't just not because you. I'll be honest with you. I know nothing about these teams that were in our no. group. Yeah. So I've gone into this completely open minded. Mm. Right. And then I've seen a couple of names on the team sheets and I thought, okay, know your name. There's one yeah. player in particular we'll come to in a minute, um, <laughs> which gives me trauma from being an England fan. Um, yeah. But they're all here for a reason. You don't just write them off. No. And yeah. unfortunately for Linko Pings, we had the upper hand in that game. Although, as you said, we shouldn't have had a clean sheet. That is no offence to Manu Zinsberger, but they deserve to score. But the defence was was it's a poor enough. I mean, the odd thing is, is the individual quality should be enough, but that's actually what's against us because most of the individual quality are players that played in the World Cup. But you can't play a team in this in these in these qualifiers who haven't been at the World Cup. You just won't be able to start it just because they've all been there, you know, one bit or another. So, um, Stina, yeah, Stina killed it off with that. I thought it was a quite a clever finish in the break. Actually, I thought it was a quite a good goal, and we sort of think Breed decided the leaf after that um got got away with one and I just thought right okay we've had a close call Paris game just you know get get heads and let's get let's get the shape right get the defending right get ourselves you know wide and ready and and hopefully you know we'll, we'll get this over the line and um well I think Matt you can tell us what happened next <laughs> well Kenyon Ford passes the ball to Stina Blacksinius and Blacksinius goes and slots it past the link of yeah. the goalkeeper um, but just before I forget, Kim Little for that first goal, it was a fantastic cross for um, Caitlin Ford to get on the end of. Yeah. But um, there's a reason why you don't give him any space because she will turn you like she's she's in a uh, what's the the telephone boxes in the telephone box. Yeah, she can get room in the telephone box. I mean, her talent. She's one of those players I I truly appreciated when I saw her live. Um, and if there's one concern I have about Kim, it is that that we are so reliant on her. And I do feel that, especially with the need with rotation and then trying to keep these players fresh, we, we we need somehow to manufacture an alternative to Kim so she doesn't play every hour of every game and then risk getting injured and losing her for life. Yeah, eventually we will we will have to reduce that time because yeah, she will those injuries will niggle away with her at her. I don't I'm saying I don't want it to happen to her, but it's also a case of you fat, yeah, factor in her age and everything else, it is possible. But we do have players that are out there that we have come against recently, yeah. that are 38 years old. Someone at Paris mm. FC, it's going to extend their contract for another year. Uh, mm. We've also got the likes of Christine Sinclair still playing. You've got the one of the Nigerian defenders still playing. I've forgotten her name. No disrespect. Mm. She's also 40. Um, but is I think Kimmy will keep going until her body tells her she can't do it anymore I'll be honest with you yes but we need to make sure that we're not caught out by it we need to make sure that we have our no, definitely. ready so definitely yeah, so the, but the thing is who will be that player to replace her I don't think we've got anybody ready to replace her right now I'll be honest with you I think it's going to I think they're planning to be if it's be Katrina Molotov I think if there's somebody they might be thinking of being the next kid. Or we think or we change our strong enough. Not yet. Or we change our style that we don't we play in a different way that means we don't need a player like Kim Little. We either get a Kim Little mark two or we change the way we play that means that that role becomes redundant. Those are the those are the two ways we can do it. Yeah, um, and that's probably we're that's, probably gonna go for plan B because there's no other player that's gonna be exactly the same. Yeah, a carbon I copy think. or mark two of Kim Little. Mm. She's I not replaceable, see, nor is Leah Volte. We know this. Some, I can see uh, potentially there's two graduates here currently playing their, their uh, games over in the championship. Leah mm. Harbert, who's a brilliant midfielder. You've also got um, Brea Godfrey as well, who we saw a little bit of, but we didn't see much yes, of. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. We saw a lot of these if you're going to go the academy route, I think it'll be between them two. Um, the thing is, if you need them see. to learn off Kim, they need to be here. As much as we want them experience, experience. Mm. look at Kim. You could learn so much off her being in and around the club. I mean, just flicking back over to the men's. I mean, I think I saw a Declan Rice interview today and he was just talking about the Jorginho. Jorginho, of all people. We know how experienced he is, but the way he sees things, like... Declan Rice is, is is watching how he thinks, watching how he plays. 
And that's the way Freya's, if, if Freya Godfrey or Harbour are going to be that player to replace Kim, they need to be around and they need to be observing and learning. This is I one do. of the great things about the dual loans is that they are actually, le- they're not just doing the academy games, they might do the odd game or training session with the the uh, first team as well. So it's not a case of them mixing and matching with different players and different teams. They are going to be ultimately in and around that first team as well. Yeah, but it's also was... a case of breaking into that team Sorry, as well. Sorry, Adam, we should stop. I was going to say, because we know we were in the Conti Cup, that's the ideal tournament to play the kids. Yeah. But of course, we've we've loaned them out. So it, it, it's we've, we've been scuppered there slightly, not saying it's Arsenal's fault because, you know, who could have predicted? And, you know, those players in experience and they weren't going to get it in the Champions League. It's just a shame that if we had the foresight of knowing that the Conti Cup was where our, our league was, our season was going to go, having likes of Adjimang and Godfrey and, 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 and so forth, um, that'll be the, the tournament for them to play in. Um, it's just sad how it... Well, we, we got out. to see Michelle, Michelle's first goal, first senior goal, was it, last season? It's the Leeds. FA Cup against, yep, Leeds FA Cup. What yep, a goal exactly. it was, too. It was, I can just, I still remember that. <laughs> the pick up, the stop, pick the ball, boom. Yeah. We still are, um, there's a, there is actually another player actually that we should actually mention that actually has made a huge blow up at Crystal Palace and that's, all right, Dennis also on a dual loan there. Um, who could probably do a job in midfield. She is a, win- a right side of a winger though. Um, but at the moment, we're a bit stacked in that position. Um, yeah. But I, I, <laughs> and that is, I could that is why we have job. so many players that move about. I mean, Katie plays the whole left side, no problem. And right side now. She's right back, left back, left yeah. wing. She, she's here, she's, she's there, she's everywhere. She's she plays everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> Apart from, I haven't seen her do Manu's job yet, though. Although I think oh, yeah, Sabri- Sabrina D'Angelo's next in line for that. Yeah. Well, hopefully then we'll see potentially some of the youngsters up and coming in the mm. in the coming season but at the moment we'll go back to Champions League action and it was Paris FC up next mm. um a bit of a top and tail first half wasn't it to be honest uh, I haven't got anything down actually written for that first half but it yes. was very much Paris FC all the way and I felt that we were a bit lucky to be going in still nil-nil at that moment. I think when I first saw that team sheet personally, as soon mm. as I saw their keeper's name, I wanted to sit there and cry. Mm. I mean, I just she's absolutely brilliant. And can you believe she's still 22 years old? Can you imagine what she's going to be like when she's at her peak? She's going to be one of the most expensive keepers in the world. She'll be snapped up. I could yep. see her in a double cell club soon. Like Daphne's moved over to Villa, I could see a, a club coming in for a next, maybe not this season, but next season, certainly. As long as she it's, doesn't it's, go to Chelsea because she won't get no game time. So here, Rob, well, the talent. Well, she yeah, needs to go say, to someone else. If Paris go, as we, spoiler alert, they did win. Um, if Paris go deep into Europe, they get for a half the playoffs, they get in the group stage. I mean, look how like Chloe Lacasse used the Champions League group stage with Benfica as a shot window for her, and we snapped her up. If Paris gets the group stage and they have a great group stage and the Keith made those great saves, don't miss her clubs circling around. Do you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if she ended up in the NWSL. I wouldn't be surprised if Man United signed her if Mary Earps left. Aren't they sniffing around the uh, Leon keeper at the moment? Olymp- uh, the, oh, the Olympic rain goalkeeper. Different, different Olympic. I think you never know. They haven't signed her, so they might stick around multiple options. But I'm just saying yeah. that's a club I know. They're not, who, they're not you know, really willing to sell, are they? But yeah. Anyway, as, as we are recording, piece. the window is yeah. still open. But yes, 55 minutes on the clock. Paris play a long ball. Uh, it hits, hits the post only for Borgia to head home. There is a lot of confusion because Manu's got the, her hands on the ball. And we think, right, OK, it's no nowhere near the yeah. goal line at all. It looks like it's yeah. come out and it's just, and Manu's just caught it. That's it. End of. Uh, but a, a couple of seconds later, the buzz goes on the watch and she gives the goal. I, get, I, I don't like the camera angle on this one. And it's not. It's, it, yeah, yeah. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's an optical illusion. I don't know if they have goal line technology. But yeah, the goal lot. It looks like she's headed straight into Manu's hands, but it's it's a it's a catchback. The ball's gone over the line, and she's brought it back in one movement. But it's it's all a bit. I mean, Paris are threatening this 
right from the off. Um, I mean, the the only time we looked like sc- before the goal, the only time we looked like scoring was in the first five minutes, where I think Lotta had a header from the corner and headed off the line. And I thought, oh great, fast start, here we go. And then we just like in the earlier game, just collapse into passing slowly, safely, losing then losing yeah you know, one and a half and nine, losing the ball. Paris had so much pace on the counter. They were just constantly going down our wings and getting the crosses in. Um, and we looked like we were struggling. We could we, we handle it and we, we were struggling to commit periods for because we were conscious of that. They've got a very young team, a very quick team. And I think just before that goal, we had probably one of the best chances where um, Frida scuffed one for side netting, but actually probably the most coherent piece of attacking play we had. And it ended with Frida duffing into side netting. And straight from that, a cross comes in. And the moment Manu sort of left it, she didn't come for the ball. She said, let it fly past. I was a bit, oh, that looks a bit closer. And yeah, comes off the inside of the post. Wrong foot's the entire defence. And Bordeaux was you know, alert enough to head it over. And it did just something go over the line before Manu claimed it. And it was a bit of a blow. And it's been, OK, we're a goal behind. But, but no dramas. It's only 56 minutes in. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, we reset. It's, it's, it's a setback. But it's not a fatal one. We can, you know, just concentrate. Get our, get our passing game going. And everything will behind. You just need to, you know, be sensible at kickoff and not do anything stupid. Um, Matt, over to you. <laughs> and what did we do? We ended up giving the ball away, pretty much from kickoff. Bad pass, overturn. Bourdieu once again is there to slot past managers, but over two nil at this moment. Lottie, what are your thoughts? Because I think your thoughts would probably be similar to myself and Adam. It's all. Considering I only watched highlights for this game. Oh, um, yeah, no, it, it's a case of, as I said earlier, mistakes are made and we were punished for it. Let's be honest. Mistakes were made for both of those. For two in like within a minute, say, I think it's a minute and 10 seconds, if I remember rightly. Um, for two goals to go in the way that did, it, it, it was our own fault. We have nothing, nothing else to blame but ourselves. Um, again, I think it does link back, back to, again, the timings, no pre-season. Um, we haven't really had time for Amanda Illestead and lots of women might build that working relationship. Um, and it's basically non-existent. Um, and it's, it's, yeah, we just, as I said earlier, we got punished for our own mistakes. It, it was like watching 11 strangers on the pitch. We weren't yeah. a team. We, we were 11 talented players but we weren't a united unit. And that's why it was all... It was more individual play than anything else. More individual, and that leaves individual errors. Leah Volti is a brilliant midfielder, but the problem is, is that when Leah Volti loses the ball or misplaces a pass, because of her position in the team, you are left so vulnerable because the team is relying on Leah to retain the ball and, and not to continue. And the problem was, the, it reminded... The thing is that the first goal that came to mind, and I'm sorry to use their name in an Arsenal podcast, but back in 2009, in a North London derby, we think Van Persie just got a goal. Spurs had a kickoff. And we immediately, I think Fabregas, robs the ball, sprints straight through and scores a second one. It was like watching that in reverse. The fact that it was our kickoff. It's our ball. And we concede it on the halfway line. And just, there was just no... I mean, the speed, the, the speed of attack from Paris, brilliant. That is brilliant play. It's a stupid... But we, did, we didn't even have to work for it. It's not like they pressed Wolder the ball. It was just a loose pass into midfield to no one. They immediately tweaked, right, turnover, go, we got this. And um, very quick play, defence, scattershot and and converted. And at that point, I mean, the, the idea of us losing this game, you know, it sort of lingered during the first half. Because watching the first half, I didn't think we were going to score a goal. Based on what I was watching, I think I can't see us scoring a goal. And watching it go 2-0 down, I was thinking, surely not. But this can't be it. We can't be losing 2-0 to Paris. And to be honest, based on how the game went out, I wish we had. Because it would it would it would have been sort of very cut and dry, and we could have moved on um, instead of the narrative that was to follow. But watching, because I was seeing there was nothing, there was nothing I could see. Even going to him, I'm thinking, where's the goal coming from? I'm seeing nothing from Stina. I'm seeing nothing from Frieda. Nothing from Ford and um, and Lacasse. There's nothing on the pitch that's happening that is making me think we can score a goal. Um, and you know, I think Jonas made a, I think it was a quadruple substitution at that point, um, which is quite drastic. Um, the only other time I've seen a quadruple sub happen before was in the in another North London derby last season when Conte threw the towel in and took four players off and maybe had them three one and beaten. But for me, this this was emergency surgery, um, and that's when obviously Russo and um, 
came into the fray, as did, um, I think McCabe came on as well. So drastic changes. Um, and this was only on the 57th minute. And to be honest, I think for 20 minutes, nothing happened. It didn't have any effect on the game. I think actually Paris actually came close to getting a third and us getting back into the game. And it was just sort of, just sort of drearing along. And I was thinking, where is the, yeah, is, are we going to get anything out of this game? I, I mean, I was live tweeting this game if anybody wants to go back and read my emotion emotions <laughs> throughout. And um, they weren't positive. And for, as far as I'm concerned, we were going out and, and rightly so. I wasn't seeing an injustice. I was seeing a team that just wasn't ready for this, sadly. And, uh, but then we got the most toxic, toxic of um, emotions. We got hope. We got hope in this game. Um, and um, yeah, the game took a slightly different path after that. As Adam's alluding to, 79th minute, mm. Paris actually basically almost doing the very similar. They just they were passing it about in their own box. Mm. One of the very things they tell you in grassroots is to not mess mess about. Don't pass it in your own box, and don't and just when you're in doubt, just get it out. Just yeah. Kick it out for throwing, kick it up as far as you can. They just they they didn't do that. Alessia Russo is on the hunt. She's she's won that ball back and she smashed it. Well, not smashes. She passes it straight past and doozy in the Paris FC goal. And it that as Adam referred to that gave you a little bit of hope, but it was almost mm. like is this almost like a lost cause? Because it that's what it kind of felt like when Lena went and got that ball and picked it up. Um. But, it felt too late. It felt like I needed this ten minutes ago. If this, if something's going to happen, it had to happen ten minutes ago. This felt like the last sort of like we showed a bit of um, urgency afterwards. But like the, I was thinking, I needed this. This it was a lot. Well, to be fair, Paris gifted us that goal. Fair play from Russo. Brilliant pressing, and that is exactly why my um, Jonas signed her. And I'm looking forward to seeing more of this from Russo in the next season because he's a this season because he's a brilliant pressure of the ball. And that was yeah, brilliant. Well defender, defensive, I think it was Sissoko, defensive mistake, casual in the box, and took the shot. I think came off the goalkeeper. Goalkeeper didn't really crowd herself in glory there. Back in the game, you're thinking, right, okay, 10 minutes, we've just got to go for it. Um, and hope hope we get an equaliser. <laughs> again, the last goal is again parachuting themselves in the foot because they're too mm. busy wasting time going down for fouls. It was hot as well, so we did that was one of the extra reasons why there was so many added up on time. It was nine minutes overall. So yeah. all Paris needed to do was just make sure either they keep keep hold of the ball or try to do an England basically go run run into the corners and just try and wind down the clock as much as possible. Instead, they were giving away free kicks, they were giving away fouls, and essentially Katie sends a long ball into the box, met by the player that everyone <laughs> was probably not expecting to, but she's done it already, and mm. she done it, did it again, and you know what, this reminded me so much of the game against Wolfsburg, when yeah. she did it, and Jem Beattie... <laughs> Well in doubt, throw her up top and just long ball and it will go in. Sooner or later, it will go in. And I, I've, I've got a little bit of a story. My sister was actually sleeping while I was watching this. I put, I put <laughs> it on my laptop, put it on the TV so I could sit and watch it. My sister's asleep. She's falling asleep watching this game because of how hot it is. And as soon as Jem Beattie's scored, I've had to run outside into the garden and sort of run around for for a couple of a few seconds just to sort of. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's really that sweet of you, Matt. But I would have just sat there and screamed my head off. Yeah, I'm sorry. So... I, I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't do that. I've got no control when that happened. How yeah. do you do it? I'm I like, did you, like, how do you have that level of control? You've seen me. You've down. seen me when when a goal goes in for the women. You've seen me live at the football ground. I can't control yeah. myself. How do you do it? You've even seen Adam. Even Adam rules. Well, not as loud, no, loud, I, loud as oh, me. You, you know. Um, I have no self control. No, oh, we know that. You gave me a nosebleed <laughs> once from it. We know this. Yes, but we won, so it was all fine. <laughs> well, yeah, it was all right for you because on my way home, I was walking around with a face full of blood. I looked like I've been attacked. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> How do you kill yourself? I was going to say, it proves that you bleed red like the Arsenal. <laughs> I've, I've always bled red. My veins might be blue, but the blood is definitely red. 
it was ju- it was just one of those where I thought if I end yeah. up shouting at you, she's gonna end up shouting at me like why did you <laughs> why have you woken me up I'm falling asleep it um oh, one thing she, you... she, she could have no I'm not gonna say that let's ignore that Nick continue talking no keep going, keep going. just Jem B just did that goal <laughs> give you that vibe though of Jem B she once again being the heroine of this team to be bringing back that fight it just had to be Jen Beatty. Um it just had to be her, right, Adam? Yeah, I mean, it's it's also the negative of Arsenal, the fact that in the 93rd minute, we're having to throw Jen Beatty on to save the game. That's a reflection of how bad Arsenal were, I would say. And I mean, Jen Beatty's a hero, legend of the game, got the equaliser against Wolfsburg and we, you know, knocked over Pop in the process. And I was getting those vibes again when she came up uh, for a late late winner. But it's a bit like when England threw like mini bright forward as an auxiliary forward. I mean, tactically great, absolutely fine. But the fact is that we've gotten to that point. It shouldn't have gotten to that point. And I mean, it's it, what's the line in um, in Mike Bassett? Uh, it's the last act of a desperate man sort of thing. It it really mm. did feel like a lot. I tell you it reminded me of, do you remember in the World, World Cup in 2014, England versus Uruguay? And Steven Gerrard's just flicked her header back and Luis Suarez has volleyed it in and Uruguay have gone 2-1 up and England on the brink of going out. And so Roy Hodgson has to bring Ricky Lambert off the bench to save the game. It, it kind of felt like that sort of moment. It was like saying, we've got nothing left in the tank. We're having to put Jen Beattie on. And thankfully, um, although it was pretty irrelevant, but thankfully she got the equaliser and there was a bit of a roar of relief. I think it was, well, it was a roar. So like, I think the way you described that was definitely <laughs> the goal against Wolfsburg. That's all I'm seeing. And I'm reliving yeah. Pop being knocked down. That's great. Oh, brilliant, brilliant moment. Brilliant moment. Oh, that will, that will never get old. No, but yeah, it was and I will never stop ref- not referring to it. And my my emotion then was like, right, okay, we've equalised. Just don't do anything stupid. Just don't don't like don't lose the. You got it to two all. Let's just get to extra time. Reset the game. That's game's gone. It's two all. It doesn't matter. That doesn't matter It's now a thirty minute game. Did you say that out loud, by the way? I was. I think I may have internally thought it or tweeted it. But it's logical. The game that that mm-hmm. but that game is rubbish. You know, ninety minutes minutes. We screwed it up. We saved the game. Right. I'll give you that. Great, Great exhibition of character and resolve. We weren't great. We weren't playing the best football, but we managed to find a way to equalise. We managed to find level it, and it was the same character and resolve we saw last season when we had half our team were injured and we were playing the back three. We were, we were, you know, players of four and centre, but we kept on fighting, and we were, you know, we took Waterford to a two-all. We took the Mitchell two-all at Emirates, got two extra time, thinking, right, okay, this is guts, this is character, this is what's going to take because we don't have the coherency, we don't have the fluency to win this game. So it's just about just staying in the game, being gutsy and taking the moments when it comes. And to be honest, the first half of extra time, that's the only time I genuinely thought we're going to win this. Because with the whole 90 minutes watching the game, I didn't think we were going to win it. I just couldn't see, not because I didn't didn't believe in them, there was just nothing on the pitch that made me think we're going to win this game. But when Beatty got the equaliser, going into extra time, I thought we've got the momentum. And those first 15 minutes, I thought, right, if we can can take that forward, we're the ones in control now. Paris are panicking. I mean, some of the there was a moment in the end of the second half, I think, where they were all over shop and just just panically kicked the ball out for a corner. And should say also in the game, our corners were rubbish this game. I mean, we should just throw the end. There was set piece coach needs to have a few words with the team that to work on that because their their keeper was able, of course, coming for every ball and claiming it. In fact, the only time they actually looked like scoring in that first extra time was when she almost punched it into our own net and they thankfully could well, unluckily for us, they cleared it off the line, but that was the only time I thought we were going to win it. Um, and we first half of extra time went through and we didn't get a goal. And I think that was our moment. That was the moment when the wind was behind us. I think Polova went close with an effort and, and that was about it, really. Um, and I thought, OK, well, no matter. Second half extra time, let's, let's just try and, and get a goal in that one. Um, Um, let's just say not long after that second half kicked off, uh, Sawyer goes and scores. Essentially, there's a cross, a cross along the box and Sawyer's just running late, late runner into the box and she's just been able to tap it into the back of the net. I'm basically unmarked. There was no one really there. No one picking up the players. Jilly Flatty, who was also on co-coms, um, mentioning that it was basically defensive suicide because there was no communication there was no alert about who was picking who up there was no 
dedication over who was definitely going to go for that ball. You kind of did see it as well. There were, again, I talk about this a lot of the time, like in the North London Derby, Caitlin Ford and Beth Mead have been given so much space that they've essentially just got so much time to go, oh, no one's going to close me down or shoot. As, mm. as, um, it is a reoccurring thing in the women's game, uh, but I imagine as time goes on, things like that won't happen and you won't, you'll you see probably things like the Michelle Agaman not being able to be given that time and space on the ball as much as you'd probably say as you might in those sort of situations in the um, late down the line. Um, the, the frustration figure at this goal, I see, mate, is it was, again, this was like the, the, the second goal we conceded. It was our kickoff. We kicked off the second half and we and we cheaply conceded possession. It ended up in our corner. I think we tried to go long, it didn't work. It was our ball. I think the, the goal was timed at 106 minutes. So 60 sec- less than 60 seconds after we kicked off, the ball is in our net. Um, we took 38 about the, seconds to be exact. Yeah. 38 seconds from us kicking off, the ball is in our net. That is inexcusable. And again, I come back to it. It's about the fact that the likes of Wooden Moy and our manager have never played together. We've switched to a back three, so we've changed a lot of the players around again. We're playing a defensive line that has never played before, but doesn't know how to defend. Not necessarily how to defend, but we don't know how to defend as a team because they just don't know all the relationship the partnerships are. The ball is in our corner. They've been able to get a crossing that's gone through the entire six-yard box, penalty area. No one's got a touch. And it, at that moment, you've seen the ball go through and you know there's a goal coming. Before she's even there, before Sawyer's met the ball at the far post, she knows, yeah, it's a goal. We've, we've messed, we've dropped the ball, we've messed up. Takes the shot very well. Low, Manu, no chance. At that point, it's like, we've chucked we've, we've, we've it. We, we've chucked it. Just, we've, we've struggled to score all game. And now we've got um, 14 minutes to save the game again. Um, should throw in immediately after that. Steph Catley goes off with a head injury, and um, very and it was not intentional. It's a very bad collision in the air. Both players going for the ball. Given how the game ended, I do wonder if she might have been one of the ones to step up. We know that she can score penalties. We saw them. She saw her scoring very well at the World Cup. I think she got I think it was two at the World Cup in the end. I think it was. I think two she or got three, two. I believe. I believe. Yeah. She, oh no, she missed one in the penalty. In the shootout. Yeah, but I think yeah. she got two. Normal penalties. She got minimum. We know she got a minimum of two. Let's just leave it yeah. there. Um, so I thought uh, that was gutting. It's another injury. Obviously, Paul comes on, and um, I'm just thinking, right, we saw, again, it's that how we how are we losing this game because we should, you know, if, if this was an Arsenal that's fit and firing, with all the players connected, all the players on point as we know they would be, it'd be no brainer we'd win this. I'm no offense to Paris, but if if we if the Arsenal play to the capacity that we know they can play with the knowledge, if all the players were lined up and all fully fit fully connected, fully on song, in tune with each other, they would win this one easily. But we didn't, and it was a struggle. And 40 minutes to go, it's like, right, how, who's going to step up? Who's going to get us back in the game again? And I'm looking around, I'm seeing headers go over bars. I think hurting my miscued one as well. I'm thinking we need, we need some inspiration from somewhere. And if I want to say the, the few positives out of these two games, Chloe Lacasse is one of them. I think she looked great in these three games. And the other one is Alessia Russo. And we know that Alessia Russo is a, is a, is a big player and it's one that needs to work. Um, not just the fact that it will wind many night fans up, but just because of what she is and what, she, what she's going to be in this team. She's going to be the figurehead and we need her to to just pull goals out of anywhere. Um, and we needed her to do that. And I think it's fair to say she delivered. Yes. And I have to say it was a fantastic wonder strike from... Alessia, yeah. outside of the yeah. box. It just goes to show you that she isn't just a fox in the box, uh, but a penalty box merchant, whatever you want to call those types <laughs> of people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but she, it was a wonderful strike. I, I couldn't believe how well it was struck. Mm. It, whenever I see the first time I saw Alessia, she was actually Man United against Everton at Old Trafford. And mm. both her goals were headers. And she's come a long way since then. This was before she was playing for it. Uh, this was just before the Euros. So she was just starting to get into that England setup. And I think really she's become this whole new player. And I think she's enjoying her time here. And that's great to see. And she's, I think she's going to enjoy the fact that she's going to have a little bit more responsibility on her hands 
especially with Viv and Beth coming back from injuries. She knows that she's playing with better players, no offence to Man United, uh, but you've got internationals across the board. You've got players that have been there, done that, got the T-shirt, gone to Olympics, um, had the opportunity to go to World Cup finals and semi-finals and quarter-finals and really be there. I mean, in, even if you look at last season in, in that semi-final, if you were to say, if you had to pick someone to come off the bench, who would you really want? If Leslie was on that bench, I think she would have been another game changer. Um, yeah. It's a real shame that because of this, the Leslie scores, um, we end up going to penalties. Yeah, But let it be known that Leslie was a huge part of the reason why we got to penalties to begin with. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I saw the goal and I, I it was one of those moments I thought... It, I didn't think, I think it was a turnover. The defender was a loose ball out for defence. There's another defensive mistake. So many defensive mistakes in this game. You can tell that it was played that much. But it was a poor defence, defensive pass out. Rooster picks it up and she's rolling on the box and thinking, don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot. Because the temptation is to, to have a swing at it and it will go into Rose Ed. And yeah, over the bar and it's like, oh, you know, back again. She reverses it back into that bottom corner. And the first, my first thought is it's trickled wide. And then I realise actually she's got it in the bottom corner. It's super. Superb. It's a brilliant individual goal. I said this is a team that at the moment we're playing like 11 individuals. Well, we had a bit of individual magic there from Russo. And with four minutes to go, I'm thinking, right, okay, four minutes. You know, do you do you cash out now and go for penalties or do you really go for it? I think we really went for it. And there was one moment right in because we had three minutes of added time because of the Catley injury. There was one moment right at the end, and I think this was the clincher. And it was it was the cast with the cross. Russo does well to head it back. It's on Frida's head, and she just has to nod it down. She just has to nod it down into the bottom corner. And if she does that, we're in. We've, we've done it. We've come back. Great result. We move on. And like most of the headers in that game, it goes over the bar. And that was the moment for Arsenal. Because when a shootout happens, I didn't have any confidence. I just didn't fancy him in the shootout. It was just a thought. I just watched I just the way the game had gone. And I just saw it. I just thought, I just don't think we're going to get this one. And we should just add that I can think of three previous shootouts the Arsenal women have been in. Like the men, I'm quite confident the shootout will win. Uh, they beat Spurs famously when Alex when Volti scored and Alex Morgan blazed over. Uh, but they lost to Brighton in the Conti Cup tie and they lost to Man City in the Conti Cup final. Those are the only three I can sort of gauge them. So I don't know many victories. And um, this was sadly was another was another failure. Um, I think it was uh, Frida. I, I felt because Frida had had a great game, I had no confidence in her scoring. And the fact that Russo had such a great game, I didn't have any confidence in her scoring either because that's the weird way penalty narratives work. And mm. it was sort of tragic that Russo was the one that missed the do crucial you, pen. Adam, with Russo, do you think it helped um, Nadozi that they she played well? They played against each other in the World Cup. Yeah, she did, but um, I don't think she took a penalty. Interestingly, yeah, in the World Cup, um, Ndozi didn't save a single penalty when England played them. Exactly. <laughs> so, that's that's yeah. why I was kind of sitting there having a bit of a nightmare because I'm like, she's not going to let that happen twice in a, in a number of yeah. weeks. It's just I've not going to happen. But her little celebration dance after was, oh, it was yeah. bittersweet. I was happy for her, don't get me wrong, especially after but, her World Cup reaction. But... So it was, just, then, it was just devastating as an Arsenal fan. Do you know what I mean? It was just like, no, I've. It's just, that, it's just that moment. It was just like, that's it. It's, yeah, I think it's, it's just a bit ironic the men are back in the Champions League and the girls are not. I know. Mm, yeah. In a way, it's sort of a blessing as well because, you know, our games will be the ones that have to be moved. Um, but it's. I'm just going to miss the cold night and the cold nights in the Emirates. Yeah, because I, I yeah. actually quite enjoyed those. Yes, there's only about eight thousand people that turn up for the quali- for the group yeah. stage, but I love I them. Enjoyed it. I love those group stage matches. Um, yeah, but they, you were upstairs, so we we no, on the sub no, level. I, I was downstairs for the group stage matches. I was downstairs. Were you last season? Watch. I don't remember. I, oh yeah, that's I, right. We didn't catch up the, during the group stages. No, but the group stage matches. I got. I was sat downstairs with everyone else, and I even got to wave the flags. It was it was amazing. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, they were the Champions League games you could actually get tickets for um, compared to the ballot system on the main team. But we won't talk about that here. It was, no. yeah, it was, just, it was just that moment when it was like that's it's like when England go out on the World Cup on penalties. You're just like, oh, that's it. That, 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 there's, but it's not like, oh, 
pitches at the World Cup. Mm-hmm. It's that's the entire season, the entire European campaign, gone, just gone. And I will say, mm-hmm. we've talked about Arsenal. Paris were amazing. Paris FC were brilliant. Absolutely. They fully, fully deserve to go through. They should have. It shouldn't have got the penalty it's only because they had a defensive wobble at the end. They should have beaten us two 0 and gone through. They were brilliant. Oh no, I completely agree with that. Um, I mean. We, we we sat here and moaned, oh, we're not in champ. Well, we've sort of said, like, look, we're not in the Champions League. We're not really sitting here moaning, like, moaning about it. It's like, it's kind of expected the mood to be. We've had time to digest and think about it. That's why we delayed these pods. We keep it Tuesdays and Fridays. Um, but it's it's a case of the better team won. We didn't deserve to go through. And that's, that's pretty much the end of it. But it's also a case we will be back stronger because we need that time to sort our yeah. new players out. And this is exactly why the Conticut group stage is going to be crucial. And it sounds really sort of delusional to say it's it's not a good thing that we're out of Europe because being in Europe is brilliant. It's a great money spin. It's a great yeah. interest. But I think this is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. I see we have a less intensive schedule now for the team. To, mm-hmm. We've got four ACLs coming back. And um, one of them is well, the, most of them are actually in Germany. Two, of, them back, two, two of the favourites are back in full training now. Yeah, and some and some on the anti grab, aren't and, they? Um, yep, and the other two have started running again, which is absolutely brilliant. And they're not going to get game time in the Champions League. They're not going to be, you know, the, the Conti Cup is the perfect rehab games for them to play at, you know, at home to Lewis or away to Bristol um, when the teams are heavily rotated, I playing think... against Char- Charlton or London Bees. No offence to those teams. I mean, I've been watching some of the old Conti Cup games when we've gone to Lewis and won 9-0. That's just you know how what? these games are I wouldn't out. cast your aspersions on Bristol. I think they're going to be the ones to surprise us next season. Okay. Um, no, but like, if you look I've at teams my... like Leeds, say, for example, Leeds, all the part-timers, yeah. uh, no disrespect, but it is what no. it is right now. That's where they're going to get their minutes. Is that what you're trying to say? Absolutely, and we can yeah. rotate. We can rotate quite effectively between the yeah. Conti Cup and and then, and then we can have right. You're the WSL side, and you can be the the Miedemar and the Beth Mead and the and Lear and, and anybody else who's happens to is, be. It's you know, not, some people might sit there and think that's a little bit disrespectful, but when you've got someone coming back from such a serious injury, you don't want it to happen again. I mean, no. I hate to say it, but Taya Goldie's the most perfect example. She had it in. Her, she had an ACL on her left 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 knee. She's come back yeah. for what a season. Mm. And now she's got it in her right. So yeah. it's not exactly, it's not hard. It's, it's a case and of making sure you have the right plan in place to have that player back. If you, yeah. they won't be the same. If not, they can be, they will be, will get better than they was. This for me now is a season of growth. I see it that we've not just with the injuries, but also with the new players coming in. We have a lesser schedule. When we get to March and April, we won't have to pile up. We had last season when we're trying to, we're playing Champions League and then we're playing away at Man United three days later. We, we've got a chance to have a, a, a thinner schedule, which gives us a better chance. Manchester United got second place because they weren't in Europe last season and we're out of the Conti Cup group stage. They only had, post-Christmas, they only had FA Cup and the, and the league. And that's why they got so close to Chelsea. So we have a chance to do something similar but that means we have to follow through on that. So it's it's. The thing is, I want uh, one thing I do want from the season. I want us to defend our title. The Con- Conti Cup champions. Yes, mm-hmm. I want. I want get the. That's Conti the Cup one thing. Back. Now we've got no Champions League football. Yeah. Mm. As far as I'm concerned, we've got no excuse. We have to get at least second place this season for me. Don't I don't want if finishing mm-hmm. third place puts us back in that group. Just at the very least, get us in the playoff. You know, considering and, and that us, if the Olympics as well comes around the corner. We could be yeah. losing half our squad again. That's a huge no let's, for, I think, a lot of other people. So if we could finish higher up, um, but I think this is another option for another day, and we'll probably talk about this later down the line, about yeah. what the what can be what can happen. This will probably end up being a podcast by itself, actually, um, <laughs> about what could be done about the fixtures and everything, because... They haven't, let's put it this way, they haven't helped people. We've seen it over the World Cup. We have, we've seen it no. today where, uh, today or over the weekend. Um, yeah. it, it's just a real shame that this ended up. I was meant to finish on who who was, who was scored our penalties, but I think, Adam, you summed up the situation so much. It was just Kim, Kim and yeah. Casey. Kim and Casey. Kim and Casey. Um, and then, yeah. I was going to ask about Frieda as well, but you've already mentioned how that 
Yeah. I would just say with Frida, I would just say with Frida, I think she had an amazing season last season. Just brilliant. One of the main reasons we were able to get as far, as push as far as we did. To, to, to recapture those heights again is going to be a real challenge. And I think it, I wouldn't be surprised if it took a while for her to, to refind her feet again. But don't use this game to write her off. I think she will. Oh, no. The thing is, you can't. The best. You can't write her off after that massive confidence Knox playing for Norway and under um, Hegarisa. Yeah. She wasn't herself, and like we we've had an absolutely amazing season with her. You shall go for her to go to New Zealand and watch her play the way she plays. You sit there and think, "Hang on, where's our Frida gone?" Yeah. It's it's as you said. It's I think it's going to take her for a while to get her confidence back. I mean, we've yeah. got Lena back. Her confidence is rocketed. It's yeah. just a case of getting behind her and say, "Look, you've got this. Let's keep going." And I we hope do that. When that we do, does happen. Yeah. Go on, Adam. I was to say, we can do that in the Liverpool game at the Emirates Stadium next month, and we can all get behind the team, give them a big, raw support, and um, hopefully by then they've, uh, the time they're spending oh. in Germany in the Adidas camp, they've used to um, get themselves up to speed and, and sort of on song oh, with, in tune with everybody else. Two weeks Sunday to the new season, boys. Very exciting. Very exciting. But hopefully, when Frieda does find her own feet, I think, I hope that the Arsenal fans are chanting, we've got our Frieda back. Absolutely. Um, but it is unfortunate time to wrap up. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing. If you've been on audio, thank you for listening to us. And uh, for uh, for uh, however long this episode has been, but thank you so much. But I'll leave you once again on Jonas's w- words, which were, you guys have been brilliant for us all two seasons since I've been here. Now more than ever, the players need that support. Thank you all. This has been Fig Acres Wonderland. I hope to see you on the next one. Goodbye.